Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. I'm joined with my co-host, Olive the Dobie, and I have a special guest today, Spooky. Um, just a little background on me, who Olive and Spooky are. I am a registered veterinary technician. Um, what a registered veterinary technician is, is someone who goes to two years uh, vet tech school and then sits for a national board exam. And once you pass that exam, you apply for your license in whichever state you're practicing in. So I'm a registered vet tech. I work at a veterinary diagnostic lab currently. Um, Olive is my eight-year-old Doberman. She is about to be nine next month. Um, I'm kind of emotional about that. I bought her. I changed her dog food today to senior dog food, and I teared up in the store a little bit. And Spooky is my two-year-old uh, black cat. I've had him since he was about six weeks old. We found him at a construction site uh, where he was all alone, and he's not very socialized, so he um, he's a special little guy. I also have another cat who is about 12 weeks old now. He's a little kitten that I flew home with from Florida, actually, so rescued him from Florida, uh, where his siblings and his mom still still are at trying to find homes. So that whole, that whole story flying home with him will be another, another episode story time. Um, but yeah, so it's us three and they're usually around when I'm recording the podcast, but currently for this episode, Olive and Spooky are right on my lap on the couch right now. So, um, oh, I wanted to mention that some of the episodes, I'm planning on getting one of those smaller mics that I can just clip to my shirt or hold um, and maybe record in the car on my way home from work because I feel like when I drive home, home from work, I have a whole episode that I just say or play out in my head. Um, so I think, and I think that would be a good time for me to, to talk about things and um so yeah, so Olive may not be my my co-host for every episode, um, but I don't really think she cares about that. So uh, fill in today on let's start with what's been going on the past week. Um, a couple days ago, someone tried to break into my car, so that's what I've been dealing with the past couple of days. The little rat didn't actually get into the car; just tried to shatter the window. But he couldn't finish the job, um, luckily. So I've been driving around for two days with a shattered window because I made a safe light appointment through my insurance. Um, thought that it was the next day. Was waiting at work uh, for them to call me or show up. Checked the appointment a couple times, actually, and wasn't until the second or third time that I realized the appointment wasn't until the next day. So for those couple of days, I had been climbing in and out of my passenger side uh, because I was too scared to open and close my door that my window was just going to fall in on me. Because when I would sit in my car, I could hear the window crackling and the, the break had spread completely across the entire window just those couple of days that it sat unfixed. So um, everybody was saying that the tent that I have on the window was basically probably holding it together. So luckily I had that um, and it, it stayed intact until Safe Light could come out to my work two days later and fix it. So 
they fixed it. And that first day that I got it fixed, I drove around with one untinted window and I just felt like the biggest peasant, even though nobody probably cares or notices. But I did get flipped off twice on my way home from work that day with that brand new untinted window. Um, definitely didn't have anything to do with my driving. It was definitely the window causing that. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm, I am convinced that everybody on the road that day saw every word that I sung in the car on the way home. So that was pretty embarrassing. Uh, but it's fixed now. It is retinted and she's, she's back, um, back being all batty. <laughs> I hate that. So yeah, she's back to normal and things can resume. But I just want to talk about that situation because I, you know, I deal with anxiety and I kind of talked about on the Tim episode how I kind of, I felt on edge after that episode or after that uh, incident happened to me. It kind of made me feel uneasy the next week or so, you know, just being at home that somebody was it's I think it's just about somebody invading my personal space and that's kind of what happened with Tim it just freaked me out when he just showed up at my door and you know just the unknown I think scared me and then this car break-in situation I mean that's you know not only my space but that's my stuff that somebody touched and that just is is a gross feeling overall, just having someone touch your stuff and not only touch it, like not only, you know, pull on the door handle or try to get in, but try to smash it, like physically try to smash and break your shit. That is just, a, I've never, you know, had this happen to me before. And that just, it does, it does make me feel uneasy. Um, so yeah, I'm, and it, it makes me nervous, you know, getting the window fixed and then, you know, parking it anywhere. And that could just happen so easily again. It's like, you don't think these things, it's not that you don't think that these things won't happen to you. It's just something that for that instance, that I just never really thought about happening. Um, that may be dumb to not think about that, but you know, I always lock my car and, you know, not stupid, but somebody just trying to smash the window in is just it's something I had never thought about happening so now I'm I'm definitely on edge about it still and it's just something that nobody should have to to go through and like I said it's not like they didn't steal they they didn't steal anything they didn't get anything but just the fact of um somebody um trying to to damage your stuff, like something that you work hard for, that you pay for, and that you care about, you know, it's just, it's like, that's my shit, somebody's, yeah, anyways, I also wanted to talk about, um, not only anxiety about that, but just kind of anxiety in general, this week, I have been, I go through these phases to where I can be totally fine just sitting at home, and, um, it doesn't bother me. I can sit on the couch, watch TV, be lazy if I want to be, if I don't have anything going on. And then there's other times to where if I sit here and just, I will just get into a slump. Um, 
you know, I'll, I'll be scrolling on my phone. You just get into that zone of just scrolling and scrolling and you kind of get stuck. And I like physically feel stuck on the couch. Like I can't, can't move. And then I just get in this slump and that anxiety leads to depression. But I think the anxiety comes from always, at least for me, always needing something to do. And if I don't have anything to do, that makes me anxious. So I constantly try to make myself busy at all times. I over schedule myself all the time. And then in in turn, that also makes me anxious. Um, so it's just this vicious cycle that I feel like I go through. And it's not, it's not always there, but sometimes it's, it's worse on some days than others. So that's kind of what I've been going through this week is wanting to overbook myself with things. not even like I'm, you know, making plans to do things. But for example, I'll, I'll come home from work. I will take Olive out, feed everybody in the house dinner, make myself dinner, take Olive back out for a long walk, come back in. I start cleaning the house. Um, you know, and I'm just, I have to be nonstop. So I don't sit here and fall into those thoughts of, you know, of anxiety. I would just sit and think about everything. So yeah, I've been dealing with that this week. I, I don't, I think that it's kind of wearing off towards the end of the week as the the weekend approaches. I I don't usually feel like that on the weekends. I don't know why it's when I come home from work, it's specifically worse. So I don't really understand. I don't really understand that factor of it. But yeah, when it comes to anxiety and coping mechanisms to help with it, I have talked to a couple different therapists um, throughout throughout different times in my life that have given me some tools, just basic tools. And they're always kind of the same, um, the things that they tell me. And I do, there is one thing that I do use when I'm feeling, I get these overwhelming. It's not even that the thoughts are overwhelming. It's more so the speed of my brain. I'm thinking normal thoughts, but my mind is going hundred minutes or hundred, <laughs> what is the term? hundred minutes per mile, a hundred miles per minute, maybe. Oh my God. I don't know. It's going <laughs> really fast. And like I said, normal thoughts, but I just feel overstimulated, I guess. And something that really helps me is uh, I'm not sure what this exercise, I do know it has a name, but I'm not sure what this exercise is called. But it's it's kind of recentering yourself and you name, and I, I'll say this out loud to myself too, just to, it kind of helps me focus. So like I'll name five things that I see right now, five things that I smell right now, five things that I feel right now, five things that I hear in that moment. And it really just gets me to focus on what's going on right there in that moment that's all that matters. And it, it really actually does calm me down a little bit. Um, I have tried medication in the past. 
uh, I took, so I think I started on Zoloft first and I took it for a couple of days and it was during my externship when I was in vet tech school. So I was, it was right before graduation. This is kind of all I had left. I just had to push through, you know, the externship and the medication was making me really sick. Like the side effects were worse than actually just dealing with the anxiety that I've always dealt with. So I stopped taking it. Uh, and I've, I just have a hard time with medication like that because I will start to take it and I can feel what it's doing to my body. And then in return, that makes me anxious as well. And I, I will say I haven't taken the medication long enough to just work through that. I know people say that you just have to work through it and then it does get better. And I never, I've never really given it that chance, but I have also tried Lexapro and I took one dose of the Lexapro and I started it at night and they say to take it, um, with food because it can upset your stomach. So I took it at night. I had eaten something, figured I'd fall asleep and maybe the worst of the side effects would happen while I was sleeping maybe. And then I would wake up and go to work and feel great. That was my idea behind taking it at that time of day. Well, I sweat through the entire night, woke up probably around three or so in the morning in a panic because I had felt it kick in and was just paranoid, breaking out a little bit, like, whoa, I can feel it coming over my body. Here it comes, you know, those kind of thoughts. Um, eventually go back to sleep, wake up and get ready for work. And I feel like a zombie. I have heard people talk about being on Lexapro, how they lose all of their emotion. They feel nothing, which is great for the obvious reasons. But then it's also not because you have no emotion. So I felt that instantly. I at the time when I took this, I had an hour drive to work. It took me an hour to get there. So I'm in the car freaking out. I'm like calling my mom, trying to get through this. My feet, this is disgusting, but this is how bad it was. My feet were like sweating through my socks. I was like, oh my God, like I'm gonna slip out of my damn shoes. I'm sweating so much. My heart is beating out of my chest and my muscles. It was so weird. My muscles were so rigid. I felt like I had like off jaw or something and like I couldn't move. I would try to like switch lanes on the highway or something and to turn my head just to look to see if another car was coming was difficult for me. Like it was so hard to move my body. This lasted until about 12 or one o'clock or so. And my coworkers were like, are you, are you okay? Like what's going on? And I told them what, you know, what was going on. Then I tried that medication. And finally, once it wore off, they're like, okay, you are back to normal. We were really worried about you for a while because that was kind of scary. I'm like, I know I felt it. <laughs> I was scared the entire time. So, uh, I never took it again after that. Like I said, I just can't, I freak out and then I just stop taking it, which I know is not good, but Maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I just need to find other ways to work through these things. And it's not for me. But funny story with getting the Lexapro uh, prescribed to me. So the, um, it was a new, it wasn't even a therapist who prescribed it. It was a, 
I'm not really sure what her credentials were. It was this new benefit that I got from this new job that I started. And it's through this app that has virtual therapists, virtual medication meetings, which is what I did. So I kind of given her background on um, my therapy in the past, medications I've tried and things like that. And then she basically was like, you should try this. Um, I will send it into your pharmacy. This is what we're going to do. And that was it. And it was all over video call. At the time I had blue, purple, um, teal, like, and pink and black hair. So I meet with this lady on the video call and I totally think she was like profiling me because of my hair and my age and everything. And I have gauges and, uh, tattoos and she was totally trying to be cool with it. I guess you would say. So she on the call, she's like, Lexapro, this is how she's talking to me. Lexapro is so easy to take, right? You can drink on it, smoke a blunt on it. And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? First of all, why is that your tone of voice? You're creeping me out. And then second of all, why are you saying like what are your credentials again why are you telling me right now like I can't imagine going into like a doctor's office to ask for this medication and the nurse or the doctor is like yeah have some drinks on this medication smoke a joint on this medication I just can't can't imagine that so she was totally trying to be cool and like you know buddy buddy with me like all right judging me you're totally judging me by how I look like you don't even know I don't I'm not even like that okay chill out (laughs) so yeah I took that one dose of it was supposed to have a follow-up meeting with her in like 30 days or so never did the follow-up still have the medication yeah I mean it's just not for me I just can't handle the side effects the side effect it's just I can't imagine working through those however long that's going to take for me to work through that for things to get better. So yeah. Also, it kind of scares me. I I don't think that I would be on it forever. And then I hear coming off of those medications is also scary. So that is also something I think about. It's like, if it's so hard for me to start it, to get on it, and I'm going to be on it for X amount of time, you know, and then I'm going to have to struggle to come off of it. Is all of that really worth it? So just some things to think about. Uh, But yeah, I think that is all I have for today's episode. Olive doesn't have anything to chime in. Spooky's got nothing. Uh, Goblin. Oh, I don't think I ever said my other uh, cat's name. Goblin is the 12 week old kitten that I have. So I've got two little Halloween boys running around here and then Olive. So yeah. Um, Thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you in the next one.